0: Being on some shit. We go zero to 100, nigga, real quick. Yo, 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 what up, what up, what up? Long time no see. This is at KMGZ on Twitter. I'm back. This is Thanks for Asking Kel's Podcast. Listen, sorry for keeping y'all waiting so long. Um, if you follow me on Twitter, I've been explaining it to y'all. Been very busy and just had... It's. It's. My life has shifted very substantially in the, in the past, like, month and a half. All good. Like, nothing bad, but just, like, how I was moving before. It's, it's just it's in sports mode now. Let's put it like that. I ain't going to give you a whole lot of detail, but things have, um, you know, the heat has been turned up a bit. Um, and so it's just a little bit more hectic. Like, I have more, you know, I have more um, in, in this business – in the music business you have to network and a lot and so there's like things that come up that I have to I have to be at to get you know in in my in my plan to get to where I, I want to be and so it's not like the old days where I you know I had 9 to 5, and right at 5, I'm done, and I get on. It, it ain't like that. So I'm sorry for the delays. I'm sorry for the pushes of the of the episodes, but it just is what it is. I'm, I'm really moving and shaking and cooking with grease over here now, and just sometimes I'm just not able to drop it weekly. And, and, and it don't even beat it. Like, I don't have it prepared. A lot of times, I, like this one right here, I've had this prepared for almost two and a half weeks. I just do not literally have the time to get it on, Get it out to y'all, like get it recorded, get it edited, and get it out to y'all. So it's not like I'm forgetting about it. It's not like I just, it's just, it's time consuming and it be, you know, I just can't, I can't do it all the time. And sometimes my days shift, like when I start in the morning, I think, okay, I'm gonna get off at six, gonna be good. And then, like, during the day, hey, we got this event or we got that event or we need you to this. So I'm just, that's why. I'm not forgetting about y'all. I'm not punking out. It's just sometimes my days are not as set as they used to be, and things just pop up. And on the day, I was supposed to record. Like, oh, I was going to record this Wednesday, but I got to go to this bar committee thing, or I got to do this, or I got to do that. And so that's why. So, you know, thank you for hanging in, in, in there with me. I appreciate y'all. I'm going to still give y'all episodes. It's just, you know, in the summertime, you know all the extra shit in the summertime, with summer Fridays and stuff. So just bear with me. I really, I'm not... I still say this is weekly and I'm gonna try to get it to y'all as weekly as, as I can. But just keep that in mind that, you know, I just got a raise, I just got a bonus. I'm in I'm in this like executive development program now that to, to, you know, it, it just work with me. All right, so said all that, I just wanted to apologize to you. Cause I listen, like I tell you before, I listen to other podcasts and I know other people are have have go weeks without their episodes too, and I'll be like, God damn it, where's that? So, I'll be like, you know, audacity on me. My shit be late, but I'm complaining about other people shit being late. So, I'm just telling y'all, like, you know, but I, I, I know what it's like to be wanting your shit to drop, because that's what you listen to in the gym, or that's what you listen to at your work, and it ain't there, and I get it, because I'll be having to search for new shit to listen to when you all shit don't drop. So, I get it, I don't, I, you know, I apologize, I know I know that shit sucks, but I appreciate y'all for sticking with me, rock with me, hit me on Twitter, ask me when it's dropping, thank you. So, with no further ado, let's get started, and since it has been such a long gap, um, oh, and, and one more thing, Lou and I, um, at, at I and Lou Cypher from the um, uh, uh, Hellas Run a Corner podcast, we're gonna do our Pride episode, uh, I think next week, so... A lot of what I was gonna talk about on this episode, I'm gonna save for that one. I'm still gonna talk about pride a little bit, but like, just know there's another one coming where I'll, I'll some of the topics got pushed to that episode. Okay, so. um Let's get started. So, let's get the old... And some of this stuff is old, because like I said, I've had this prepared for about two and a half weeks. So, some of this stuff is older, but I haven't talked about it yet. And some of this stuff is so old, I moved it off because some new bullshit that happened. So, I put that on here. But I do want to talk about the NBA playoffs. So, we all saw the Sixers flop once again in the second round, like they have for the third year in a row now. Um, But... They fired Doc Rivers. Thank God, because I think he's a terrible coach. And if anybody saw, I n- I don't know how Doc Rivers got this far. I think the NBA has needs to get the kind of coaching program. With, I don't know what it is the NFL has, where you have these coaching trees, where you have you know, and I think Andy Reid has about the has the best one. People talk about Bill but I think Andy Reid really has the best coaching tree because I think two of his coach prior coaches have won Super Bowls. Um, um. They need to get that kind of program because the NBA really just shuffling around the same four or five coaches because the Phoenix Suns, who are also disappointed, have just picked – uh, Doc Rivers, I don't know how Doc Rivers keeps a job, I don't even know how he got to the Sixers, I'm like, that man had one championship in 2008 with the Celtics and, and if you listen to the um she Wallace uh, clip on Doc, and I, I agree with everything he said, and I'm glad he said he an NBA player, because I've been saying it for the longest, where he was like, Doc does not make adjustments, and he's not a coach, there's a, di- uh, being a locker room manager is different than being a coach like a guy that can, you know, just because you were a player and do that player camaraderie shit, that's not coaching, bro. like you call timeout, you watch sixes games, you call timeout, this dude don't got nothing on the playboard, he just, I don't know, his knee, okay, we got to dig in, or we got to have faith. Like, nigga, that's not coaching. These other teams are coaching, and you're losing, you're up 3-0 and ending up losing seven-game series. You be up 30 points in the game and end up getting blown out by 15. Like, that don't make no sense. Like, you're not a good coach. So, thank God he got away, he got fired. Um, we got the, the old coach from from Toronto. Personally, I think anybody, any coach, period, is better than Doc Rivers. I, the Sixers get on my nerves because I feel like they have too much talent to to to, to waste the way they do. Um, even though they're terrible at 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 at, at um, player management, they have been that all my life. Like d- the fact that you let Jimmy Butler go to Miami for Ben Simmons. Where's Ben Simmons now? You didn't. And people talk about didn't draft Tatum. I, I yeah, but. I point to that less because because mm, the draft is always, you know, it, it, it's always a chance in that. So I can't really, you know, Tatum could just as well have been a bust too. You know what I mean? Like you don't know. So I can't really blame him for that. But thank God they, they're gone and, and, and Doc is fire. And I just, I just, I would like to see. I don't know what Harden is going to do. Uh, I really feel like he's probably gonna go back to Houston, and, and that's fine. Like, we'll figure it out. Get somebody else here. But like, I just I don't know. I just get tired. I just got tired of them seriously underperforming. And I think they uh, people. I think they underperform way more than Boston because I, personally, this is me. I never thought Boston was gonna go to the finals. I think most people didn't think Boston was gonna go to the finals. I don't think. Not that I don't think they're good, but I think that. Um, If the six, I think this, me personally, I think the Sixers is the team in the East that had, they had a decent coach with the, with, with the players that they had should have come out of the Eastern conference over both. If again, big if, if they had a real coach, (laughs) you know what I mean? If they had the coach that Miami has, or even the coach that Boston has, um, would have come out of the East. I just never, I'm not saying Boston's not a good team. I just think Boston is, is very, um, I, I like Tatum. I just, I just, I, I think the reason that they don't go to the finals is because they're over, I don't want to say overhyped, but I don't think that they're the best. I think that this notion, that they're better than the Sixers is nonsense. I think they were better coached than the Sixers, so they were able to get one more round. They didn't blow leads like the Sixers blew. They didn't blow, a, blow series leads like the Sixers blew. They didn't do that because they were better coached. So they were able to get one more round than us, but they also went out. So um, so I think that uh, even, though, even though Boston went one more round, I just feel like the Sixers were the most um, underperforming team in the East because I think had we – Performed. I mean, we had the MVP of the league, and and neither one, neither him nor guard nor Harden in Game Seven did a fucking thing. To me, that's underperforming. We both we know both of them can perform well. That's a lack of coaching. That's a lack of strategy. And and you know, I just think that they were the most underperforming team in the East. So I think that any coach that can get them to not do that. I mean, look, we're not. You know, we always, top of the Eastern Conference, we just, again, if you can just get us to not blow 3-2 leads at home, if you can get us to not blow 30-40 point leads in a game, which I think is reasonable to do, we're a different team. Because those those losses that we had, don't. Let, what I'm trying to say, these other teams that lose, they don't lose like that. They get outplayed, or the other team is better. They be close games, and they lose. You know what I'm saying? Or they get, you know, whereas the Sixers, we were clearly the better team. Everybody saw that, and so we were up three two, up three one, up thirty points, up twenty points till we collapse. Because when the other team goes at halftime, or goes at the end of third quarter, and their coach adjusts to what we're doing. We don't adjust. And so they just, and that's how we flop. I and mean, then Doc Rivers wants to put in all bench players like it's 1995. Like, bro, that's not what we're doing. So that's what I mean by I think we are the, the talent-wise, player-wise, we are the team that underperformed the most in the East because we saw what we could do with that sorry-ass coach for three quarters. and But then when the other teams – make their adjustments as teams do, as coaches do, then you see us collapse because we didn't have a coach that was able to do that. So what I'm saying is any coach that we have that's going to be able to, oh, let's make the adjustment for what they're doing, I think that's better. That'll stop us from these collapses that we have. So I think it's a good move, and I think it's exactly what we needed. All right, so I'm trying to get all the old shit out the way. Let me go down. What else is old? What else is old? Uh. Okay. Um, so I just wanted to say something. If you live here in New York or in the metro area, you know a couple of weeks ago now, I believe, there was a story about these two uh, kids from Harlem who were supposed to be going to the Bronx to dis- to visit one of their aunts and ended up disappearing and ended up being found drowned, Um, one in the Harlem River, the other in the Hudson River. And that story, um, really, st- I mean, it's a sad story, but I remember, um... I think they found the kids, the first kid's body in the Harlem River here, right outside, right literally right outside my windows where they found that, that boy's body, and I know that because when they were looking for the other boy, they were looking in the same area, and they had to start, they dropped the buoy where they found his body, so I was like, damn, that was right outside, but that story captured me because I believe they found his body on Friday, on a Friday, but I recall, but they had been missing for a couple days, and I rem- reason this story jumped out of me is because I was in bed on Wednesday night, um, I was on the phone, I was in the bed, and it was late. It was like 12, 1 in the morning, and all of a sudden... So I live... Where I live at in Harlem, I live right on the Harlem River. I live right on... Um, I live right across from the Madison Avenue Bridge, right on the river. My bedroom is right on the river. And so all of a sudden... And so there's always, you know, that the, the um, Metro North train crosses back to Manhattan right there. The Bronx... It's always, you know, the, the Major Deegan is right there. I mean, it's always noise, and, and, the, um, and the West Side Drive is... I'm sorry, the um, FDR is right there. It's always traffic and cars and, you know, New York's regular city noise, always, and, um, they sometimes have the traffic choppers, but this night, my whole room, all of a sudden, was lit up, like, remember when the fireworks was going off, <laughs> like, lit up like Christmas, like, my whole bedroom, all of a sudden, it was a light in here, and I I was like, what the fuck, and I was on the phone, like, I was like, is this the U, the aliens here, like, yeah, I mean, I thought the aliens had finally came, like, that's how suddenly, and how bright, my my bedroom lit up, and I was like, hold on, what the fuck is going on, so, I was like, is it an accident, is it, and I thought, honestly, what I thought it was, is sometimes, um, NYPD puts those, those, um, those lights, it's like a stand, um, that they put up in the air, and it, and it shines as bright as light, it's, they put it on, like, Linux in different corners, trying to, Keep the light lit so like the the, the drug addicts and all that will stay away and to keep the crime you know the crime away. And I was like, maybe they put one of those up. Like that's how bright it was. So I got up and I, I looked out the window and then I realized it was boats. The NYPD had four or five boats in the water and they were shining the spotlights on the river. That's what it was. This was Wednesday night. And I was like, what the fuck are they doing? Because, I mean, there'd be boats out there but not like that. It was like 4 or 5. they circling. They're going back and forth. They're running the, the lights on the water and like up on the, um, you know, on the shore. And that's what was shining into the into the room. And to, actually, it wasn't just my room. It was like the whole side of the building. And I was like, are they looking for a body? This is before this news broke. I'm like, are they looking for a body? What are they doing? I'm telling the person on the phone, I'm like, I think they're looking for a body or something. I've never... I ain't never seen them out there like this with these kind of lights. And, and um, So, you know, eventually they moved from the spot they were in and moved up a little, went further up the river, and the light was gone, so I was like, whatever. So I, I didn't think anything of it, and then on Friday when they said they found one of the boys' body in the Harlem River, I was like, oh, shit, I wonder if that's what they were looking for, and it was. That's exactly what they were looking for, and they must have went back. I don't know how they got... Their investigation is still going on. They haven't told us anything beyond that. People wondering, did they drown? Was it an accident? I tend to think that it wasn't because, number one, I feel like they're saying they still investigate, and I feel like if they figured out that they drowned by accident, they would have said that already. Plus, number two, for, like, the past week, week and a half now, there's been a lot of NYPD around here investigating, I guess, asking people what they saw or whatever. And I just tend to think that it wasn't because clearly they got either it was a coincidence and they were just like hey let's look in the river but and that could be I don't know maybe they came just all the way up the river looking but to me it was odd that that night Wednesday night They were looking in that one area and then that's two days later where they ended up finding the body. So it seemed like maybe somebody told them that that's probably where the body was at as opposed to because if it was just y'all going up the river looking when y'all was looking on Wednesday and didn't find it and kept going north, you probably would have just kept going up. You wouldn't have came back to that spot particularly unless somebody told you, no, that's the spot. So that's why I tend to think maybe they met some foul play and they're trying to figure out what it was. I just think it's odd that they were looking right in that spot, right? And, and where it was is right by the bridge that goes over to the Bronx. And if, if there's a lot of like, that, that bridge that comes off the drive if you're coming up north of the east side um, north from downtown and you get off at 135th and you come on that bridge and it brings you right to 135th and then you can shoot across the Linux 678 that bridge right there it's always homeless people right there it's always drug addicts right there it's always uh, crack holes up under there because y'all know crack is back now uh, that little area they're always up under there always um, and, and along that street there so I was like I hope nothing happened to them so, then they found the other boy in the Hudson, which was really suspicious to me because that's two different rivers. So, if you're going swimming, why was y'all at two different rivers? What they say is, and this is not, this is reasonable because the Harlem River is fast-moving river. The current, you can look in that shit and tell... There's some rivers where they fool you. You think it's calm, you get in and the undertow will pull you. But you can look at the Harlem River and see that thing moves. Like, okay, that's that that current is not to be swam in. You could tell the jet skis go through there. The, the um, like I said, NYPD boats in the in the, in, in the New York that tour cruise goes through there. That's that's a river. That thing moves. If you go on that shit, you dead. Granted. So when they said that one, they think one was found where he was found. That and the other one maybe. Um, he got, cause it got, the Harlem river goes up and it curves and it meets the Hudson. So you can't get swept out and end up in the Hudson. So I was like, okay, okay. But I still not sure about that. To me, it seemed like maybe one got thrown in here. Like I said, somebody probably told them, Hey, you know, I threw them in here and maybe another one got thrown in someplace else. I don't know. We don't know the investigations ongoing, but I will say that it's not, if, it's not impossible with their because what I've read, they were like, well, if one is a stronger swimmer, or if one was able to grab onto something and the other one wasn't, he might have not got washed as as far out as the other one. It's possible. Like I said, that's a, that's a if you go in that river, you 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 drown <laughs> unless you can grab something because that river moves. It's not a it's not a um, it's not a it's not a. If you know anything about New York City, the water, the way the rivers run around, one of the reasons why our water is is. Cleaner than people tend to think, particularly the Hudson, is because our rivers work almost like a toilet where they're they move in a circle. So when you go into the Hudson, um, the reason why people, um, it takes so long to if you dump a body in the Hudson, that thing could be. Not found for months, or not found at all, because the way the water here runs is on the side. It, it runs like a toilet, basically on the on the outside. Just, it, it goes up, it comes down. It goes up, it comes down. It's a constant swirl. And then in the current in the middle, um, they say it sweeps you straight out. So if you throw something in that water, it's gonna basically get shot up in the current. It's gonna get ripped around. It's gonna get dropped back down. It's gonna get sh- and eventually it's gonna go out to the ocean, ocean. So. Um, and that's part of the reason why I know people think, oh, New York City, water's th- filthy, but they say, this is what I've read, they say that the Hudson, as far as river goes, and New York City, as far as our waterways goes, we have some of the cleanest waterways because of the current, because it, it it's constantly moving out to sea. So, it's the, 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 whatever the garbage, whatever it is, bodies, whatever you putting in there, they're not just sitting in that river. They, they, they get washed out, you know, out to like... Out to the sea, cause you know once you go the, the Hudson empties out into the Atlantic, basically. You know what I mean? Like down by Statue of Liberty and all that. That's the fucking ocean, ocean. So it, it, it. Um, that's why they say it's so clean. So, so it's not beyond the realm of possibility that he could have got washed into the Hudson. I just, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm, I have been waiting to see what further they come up with to find out. But I just don't really find it. People are like, oh, well, maybe they tried to go swimming. If you know that river, it's really no way to try to go swimming. It's not no, like, it's not a little shore or anything. It's either, it's like, okay, let's climb over the banister and plunge down into the water and go swimming. And I just don't see nobody doing that, right? You know what I mean? So, I don't know. Maybe they slipped and fell. Could be. Um, But I just... I just, I just, man, that that was crazy to me. I saw them looking for that for that boy's body, and they found him literally right outside my window. And then Friday, after they, no, that's okay. So it was Thursday. That's how I know it was Thursday that they found his body because Friday, the next day, they were looking for the other boy in that fig in that same area. And because I saw them, I was watching them out there all day looking for him. I saw them going back and forth. They dropped the buoy again where they found the first body, and they and I was worried because every now and then they would circle in, and I was like. like Oh shit, is they about to, they found it, they about to pull this boy out the water, but they never did and eventually they went up river and and that's they where they ended up finding him. But yeah, very very tragic story. I hope they find out what happened to that. Okay, so and I might talk on this a little bit. Rest in peace to Tina Turner Anna May Bullock. Um Tina Turner is so when she passed I mean not that it was a great shock she was 83 and, and said to be in poor health and I feel like when the Tina documentary that she did herself on HBO seemed like her send off and her saying goodbye where she you know talked about her whole career It was fascinating too I loved it you have to watch you should watch it it's very good um but Tina Turner, for y'all young folks that don't know, y'all born in the '90s that were not around in the '80s and missed all the great superstars, let me tell you, Tina Turner was was an it, it, right up there with Bruce Springsteen and Michael Jackson and Madonna and all of these guys. Like she was, I remember first hearing. What's Love Got To Do With It? And I was like, Who is that song? And my stepmom was like, That's Tina Turner. And I was like, Who is Tina Turner? She knew. And she was like, Well, no, she used to be with you know I can Tina and but you know that's her coming back out. And so, you know, they told the whole story about, you know, then she wrote I Tina, the book that ended up being Turner and What's Love Got to Do with It. And when she died, and the announcements went out, and of course they said, they told her story, Ike, you know, people were like, why they gotta mention Ike? You can say she died without mentioning her abuse, and I just was like, can y'all slow the fuck down for a second? It's like, no, they can't, because that's a part of Tina Turner's story, and that's part of the reason why her story is so amazing, because Tina, Ike and Tina, before my time, they were a really big act, they were a superstar act, And we know all now that all that went down because she told us and how she had to go to court and and walked away with nothing and was like, I'll give all that shit up. Just give me my name. I work for my name. And because she knew that she could do, she knew that she was a star of that duo and that it wasn't really Ike, it was her, I feel. And I feel like that's why she was in that courtroom so confident. Like you just give me I you just give me Tina Turner, the name that I put my blood on, the name that I put my work in, the name that everybody knows me by. You give me that name and I'll be fine. Cause I did that shit once, I flipped that shit once. I could flip it again. That nigga think he was the magic. He won the magic. I was the magic. And if you watch Tina, the documentary on HBO, you find out that she's because Ike Turner gets a lot of... I've always heard about Ike Turner, and um, they mention him along with um, uh, Little Richard and and uh, what's the other dude? Chuck Berry. Those are the three guys that when they talk about how white people stole rock and roll from black people, they talk about them three guys because they say Chuck Berry, Ike Turner, and and um, uh, Little Richard were the first ones to, to make basically make rock and roll with a good golly Miss Wally for... Um, um, uh... Uh... Chuck um damn what's the fuck his name? What we know little Richard Wap Ebbaloomba um Tootie Fruity for Little Richard. Um the WAP the other song for the dude whose name just Chuck Berry. he made the um whatever this I just I lost all whatever thing about him but he made the song he made um Good golly Miss Molly or was that little Richard whatever And then Ike Turner, they say Ike Turner made a song called Chevrolet 55 or something like that. That those were the three, those are the first three songs that music reporters and, and, and historians say are rock and roll. I know they say Big Mama Thornton, yes, but they say those are the first like popular rock and roll songs that really got on the radio and really blew the genre up. Not 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 foundational, but like, you know, the, the, the pop charts went up the charts and, and made hits. They say those three songs. So they always credit Ike Turner with that. But what Tina shows you is that actually, the thing that made Ike and Tina what it was with T- Tina and them doing all them dances and shaking and all the shit that, Be- I mean, Beyonce basically stole her whole show, that whole shit, Tina made that up. Tina and I guess she was talking about how they would did all their choreography and it wasn't really, none of them were real choreographers. They were like, let's just, you know, we just going to do all, so all the spinning and the throwing the hair and the shaking and all that, they did that. She came up with that and they put that together and they were like, we going to do this and that's what they known for. So, yeah, she went in the courtroom with like, hey, just give me my name and I'm going to be good. And I don't think y'all, I don't think y'all younger kids, because now it's so different. Y'all don't understand how in the 80s, the 90s too, but particularly in the 80s, before Napster and streaming and all this shit, when you really had to tour and people really had to go out and stand in line at the record store, at the the Sam Goody, at the Tower and get your little cassettes or your CDs or whatever it's gonna be, you had to go buy your shit. How hard it was to be an international superstar. Because you had to have people in London buying it. And people in Italy, like all over the world. I don't think y'all understand. When we say Y'all throw around icon of legend to, to lose. That's what we mean. Because I don't think y'all understood what it took to be to be a Madonna. I don't think y'all understood back then what it took to be a Tina Turner. It wasn't like you could make a song, put it on TikTok. People all over the world were watching. All of a sudden, you got a hit, and now you getting all these deals and brand endorsements. It was not like that. You had to record a song. You had to put an album together. You had to put the picture on an album cover that people liked. You had to shoot videos that were dope. And, hot. And, and people had to go buy your shit. And your videos had to be creative because videos really, back then, what sold the song. Y'all say Gen X, um, our, our music... Uh, our taste in music is so diverse because we grew up with VH1 and grew up with MTV and grew up with uh, The Box and grew up with BET. And so our introduction to music we never would have watched or heard before was the video. We watched Guns and Roses shoot they last dance with Mary Jane with, with um Kim um bass singer in the video. Like you know, uh, we watched Red Hot Chili Peppers with Flea on the stage going off on his bass. That's how we got introduced to music in the 80s. That was a big deal. If you didn't have a dope video, you could forget it. Or if you had a song that wasn't like nobody really was trying, you know, new, but they would see the video and the video would be amazing, then then you'll take off, and and that happened a lot, so. Tina Turner was like this icon, because here she is, 40-something years old, when most people tell you you know, a woman, uh, artist can't, is on the down end, or, or too old, and here she comes with What's Love Got To Do It, which is a word, by the way, which is a motherfucking sermon, I, there's not a day that goes by that I don't say What's Love Got To Do It, I'll quote that, that song in some way, every single motherfucking day, and when I was young, I didn't really get what that song was about, I just thought it was a little play on words, but when I got older, I'm like, that was a motherfucking sermon, but that um, private dancer, what's love got to do with it, we don't need another hero, she was in the Mad Max, like, Tina was huge, and them legs, and let me tell you something else I realized by watching that Tina dog, everybody talk about Tina's legs, but Tina's whole body was banging. You look at that backstock, that lady ain't have a, a gram of fat on her. And I mean, she was cut up. And and I said this on Twitter, and everybody went to jump down my motherfucking throat. But I said what the fuck I said. I said back then people was cut up and in good shape because it was a picture of share and all of that. And I was like, look, back then nobody wasn't going to the gym. Nobody wasn't vegan and gluten and all that. Maybe they was vegetarian and yeah, maybe they was counting calories. But everybody was cut up in good shape. And everybody, it's the cocaine, it's the cocaine. Shut up. Everybody wasn't doing cocaine back then. Your aunties and them weren't doing no. Cocaine was a rich people drug. Your aunties and them weren't doing no motherfucking cocaine. And it wasn't the fuck fat. They was cut up in their shape too because it's the food. Because we didn't have all these steroids and bullshit that they putting in food now. These chicken breasts is too goddamn big. Chickens don't come that big. Chicken legs the size of small children. It's the steroids and the shit they putting in the food. And it's fucking up people's chemicals. And, and, and that's why everybody got diabetes and gluten and all this bullshit. I said what the fuck I said. Team, you, look back and you look back at the Supremes and all them fucking Tina Turner's and, and all them people, them niggas, they was cut up. They was skinny. There wasn't no fat on them. I'm sure they worked out. Maybe they did a little jogging and shit. Maybe they did a little Jane Fonda uh, workout. But they wasn't... Niggas, nowadays, you got to go to the gym every goddamn day for at least an hour lifting and running and cardioing and standing on your goddamn head and doing everything just to fucking look like something. They didn't be like that back in the day. So... I said what I said, but, um, you know, rest in peace to her, she was an icon, she was the queen of rock and roll, truly, and, and if you don't know, almost every white rock group from the Rolling Stones, which is my favorite rock group of all time, above the Beatles and everybody else, and I will argue you down about it, Mick Jagger and the Rolling Stones, um, um, uh, Elton John, all these different great rock groups all talk about how they learned how to be a rock... Mick Jagger in particular, though, because Tina particularly told him what to do, how to strut, how to move, how to be a rock star, and when she died, he said that on the Twitter, and that's why they call her the queen of rock and roll, because David Bowie, all of them guys... Always talk about Tina Turner, Janis Joplin, rest in peace. Always talk about Tina Turner and how they look to her, uh, how to be on stage and how to be great and how to be a rock star. And they all copied her. So that's why they call her the queen of rock and roll. And that's why we hate y'all, young kids, with y'all little fucking one track, listen to one genre, only know one thing. And, and this person is misappropriate and, appropriate and can't do this. That's nonsense because y'all didn't grow up with the culture that we grew up in. Y'all don't know that, hey, rap went to rock, rock with the rap, rap with the country. It's no such thing as so-and-so can't do this. Y'all just have very small um, ranges as far as music and creativity go. And y'all only listen to one type of music and one genre of music and the same five people. And y'all don't know anything outside of that. And outside of that is where all the fly shit is. So rest in peace to Tina Turner. That's a great one, though. We keep losing these icons and these legends and it's not a small thing because there's nobody to come behind them to replace them there's nobody these talents that's out now ain't it talent and talent is is doing some that's doing some heavy lifting because it's barely that there's some people i ain't gonna lie some folks out here that are you know okay i see it for them but it ain't it ain't nobody out that i can think of right now that is that i mean beyonce sure rihanna Who's retired from music business seemed like you know what I mean, but like when she was in her prime, I guess. Um, who else? It's a few. Who else? Uh, Usher. Uh, um, I don't even know if. Yeah, Usher. It, it's a couple, a handful left now that we can say. Um, you know, are are at a at a elite level like that, but I even them. I don't think you know. I don't think they can the difference between them and Tina and them is Tina and them was doing something they never had done before. Tina and them laid the, the groundwork that all these other people walk on, and they did it at a time when it was nobody for them to reference. You know, Beyonce could reference Tina, you know, and 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 and, and Whitney and, and whoever, all, you know, if you want to reference a scene, you can reference a Whitney, a, a Diana Ross. If you want to be, a, have a certain, they have these references that you could, Diana and, and them, they didn't have that. They was creating it out of whole cloth. And so that's what makes them iconic and legendary because they were groundbreakers. They were path leaders. No, they were doing what no one had ever been done before and doing it excellently, doing it the best that anybody has ever seen it, setting the bar for how it is to be done. And that's why when y'all bring these other little yin yin round the house ass folks and trying to compare them and say they are better, you sound ridiculous because they are by no measure. Are they better? Some of them, are very close, and yes, you can see the influences, and yes, they're dynamic, and of course, she got there from that, but to say better is crazy, because they're not even operating in the same kind of environment that would allow them to be better, okay? A boxer that gotta box his way through, you know, a person that gotta cut their way through through jungle and cut trees down and, and clear the land and build cities from with, with their hands from scratch, to say that somebody that just comes in and lives in the house that they built and, you know, put the de- de- decorations up and make it look real pretty, to say that they better than the person that came and cleared that land out with the snakes and the gators and the wild savages and whatever else was there is a little crazy. But that's what y'all do on the daily. Rest in peace of Tina Turner. There was a great talent. She was one of the uh, iconic um, There'll Never Be Another. And you know that's just another recipe lost that will not be. Re- I don't know who. I listen. It's gonna. It's about to get very bleak out here. It's about to get very bleak, um. Because well, I don't know though. Blue Ivy up on that stage. Listen, Blue Ivy is fucking that stage up, and all y'all big grown ass people got something to say about this eleven-year-old girl who was doing arena and stadium shows on stage as part of performance with her mother, who just happens to be Beyonce and tearing that shit the fuck up. I've been watching. Blue been, it ain't no little magic, you know, oh, that's so cute, they let Blue out there to do her little two-step. No, Blue is out there hitting the steps, bitch. She's doing the choreography. She ain't fucking around. Blue was out there fucking that shit up at 11 fucking years old. And y'all big 45-year-old bitches who can't even give a fucking, uh, Presentation on Zoom at work without getting the fuck nervous. Need to shut the fuck up about that child because she is killing it. I mean, killing it. Um. So you know, Blue might be one to watch out for because I'm like she 11 year old doing that. She might be the one. You got. So we'll see. You know. But um. Other than that, you know, I don't. I don't really see it. So you know, rest in peace, Tina. You, you know, I f- I hope you finally found peace and. Yeah, I, 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 I'm, I know that that um, tribute at the Grammys and, and Every Place else is going to be amazing. You're going to deserve it because that's an artist, if you don't know, that is the queen of rock and roll. That is the artist that almost all the great in rock and roll, which most of y'all don't know because y'all don't listen to it, they all point to Tina Turner. Janis Joplin, who's also rest in peace, Mick Jagger, uh, uh David Bowie, uh, Elton John, uh, um, um, uh, who else, um, all of them, I can't, I'm, can't think of everybody now, but all of them fucking iconic rock groups, they tell you Tina Turner, so, taught them everything they know about being rock stars, so, rest in peace to the queen, all right, so, in that vein, and it's been a while too, but I'm sorry, I can't let it go without commenting, Janelle Monet. Janelle, Janelle, Janelle. Y'all know if y'all listen to this here, I say every time I am so tired of these gays, these black gays and lesbians, mainly, um just not being out, playing these little silly ass games, is she is is she not on, oh, you know, just Flirting with being... Everybody wants... Like Paul Mooney, great Paul Mooney said, everybody want to be gay, but don't nobody want to be gay. Flirting with it, don't want to come out, want to, you know, go to all the Pride events or whatever, but don't want to just throw it out there. Janelle Monae made that Lipstick Lover video, and when I tell you... Now, when um, what was the one with Tessa uh, make, make Me Feel? That one... That was cool. That that one, I, I appreciated. That was a good video. But my jaw did not drop for making me feel like it did for Lipstick Lover. My jaw dropped. First of all, it was titties out. That's first of all. And I don't mean no disrespect. She ain't never going to hear this. I don't mean no disrespect. I swear to God. And I feel like it won't be taken as disrespect because she had them out. Them is some of the most magnificent breasts I have ever seen. I've seen some breasts now. Okay. Those, and they look, look, I don't know, because if you got the money, you can get them to look really good, but they look natural to me. Those look like God made them titties to me. If if it was some work done on them, fine. They look good, okay? It was However much was spent, money well spent. But they look natural to me. They move, natural titties move in a way that, that the surgical titties don't. Even the ones that look really good, they don't move like, Natural milk titties and hers moving like natural milk titties. That's all I'm saying. And they were, uh, oh, that video, nigga. I just, bravo. I appreciate that it was, it was gay. We not doing, do we not doing this? Is she is, is she ain't? Let's, you know, let's uh, tease it. Shit. They was titties out. They was gay. It's called Lipstick Lover. She had all the girls in the video. Um it was even two guys in the video doing anything in the back. It was gay. We doing gay here. This is the gay video. I appreciated it. It was so good. Had my jaw on the ground. They said the first day it almost I think it crashed. Did it crash Instagram? It crashed something that I promise you I did I, I I did my part I did my part to crash that bitch because I, I watched that shit they said like in the first like when she first struck because when she first she teased it on Instagram she teach had an acapella version and then at the end of the acapella version she had a um clip of her coming out the pool with this wet t-shirt on and it was like if you remember that old um they said it was Trinidad I thought it was Jamaica fine but I remember that old commercial they spent on BT all the time the old um island commercial with a girl come out the pool. With the shirt. All us little lesbians, little dykes, we probably remember that. Um, So it was like a play on that. And and that, they said that shit got crazy views. And then she did the video, and... I guess she got in trouble for it because she had to come back out with a clean version or whatever. That's the same shit. I remember they did that to Rihanna. They actually kicked Rihanna off Instagram. Remember when she posted the picture of her titties? She got kicked off Instagram or whatever. So I guess they don't do that no more, but they had her pixelated or whatever. Look, no disrespect. The clean version, that's nice, but that original... Bruh, I, I gave it a le I was in the trenches. I was deep in the trenches on that video. I gave that video like at least a million. I watched that shit over and over and over and over and over like god damn. And, and it was on the videos, you see something different every time. And and um to, personally, me, it was the shoe for me. It was when she was licking the shoe, I was like, oh well she wasn't licking it, but y'all know the scene I'm talking about. Oh my god. I was like, oh, okay. This is what I'm talking about, we ripping the bandage off this bitch, alright, we being gay gay up in this bitch, I love it right, I love it that's what I, I know y'all drag little knives, I get it, but I just oh, I like the way the boy is gay I like the way the boy is just, I'm gay, this is it, I'm gonna come out here, my body look nice I know I'm fine, I'm doing gay shit, I'm not, we not doing the little demure you know, stupid shit I, you know and I just, I just I'm just, i always going to back him for that because I, I, I get tired of all these artists that won't do that I get tired of all these artists that want to show up with their little beard girlfriend or pretend like they straight or or just don't say nothing at all I'm tired of that shit I think it's nonsense that you can't in, in 2023 that you can't have a career if you do that and you're going to get typecast that's bullshit because we see all kind of gay people playing straight roles Nix and ass play straight roles all the t- excuse me all the time, like, are you an actor or not, bitch, um, it's gay actors that play straight, I, I just think it's retarded to say, it just sounds like some stupid white man shit, to say, oh, well, if he's gay, nobody's gonna believe him as a real actor in the movie, are you an actor or not, what the fuck are you talking about, like, it don't make no sense, that's like saying, oh, well, she's rich, nobody's gonna believe her playing a poor person in this movie, uh, it's, that's dumb, well, she's, uh, not a detective in real life, so how are they gonna believe her paying the detective in the movie, because it's acting, bitch, like you sound fucking stupid. I just don't believe it. And I listen. I love Queen Latifah to death, but even she, I, I guess she finally did come out, but we, people still kind of unsure about it. Cause even when she did, she never actually said it. And you know, I'm not. Look, everybody has to carry it how they want to, and I get it. It's different reasons. People, family, all of this, all that. I get that, and I'm not. I'm not judging that. Like, do what you gotta do. But I'm never gonna stop elevating. People who can break through that and get past that and just be like, nah, bitch, I'm, this is what I am. And I know that my talent is enough to make this work, you know what I'm saying this. I don't have to do the, what I'm trying to say like I don't have. this is not, I'm not doing this for shock, which y'all claim people be doing for shock value or to make up for lack of talent no, I'm talented as a motherfucker and that's why I feel like I can be who I am because you can't, this shit over here you can't fuck with my, my art over here like you can't, you can't approach me on that at all so you said fuck you wanna say right, I can put this suit and whatever else back on and this shit still gonna sound like it's sounding you still ain't gonna be able to fuck with it so eat a dick I love that, personally. So, shout out to her, and I can't wait for this album to come. And I got my tickets, and, they, and and her tickets were reasonably priced. I got my good tickets. Y'all know, I tell y'all, I don't go to these shows to sit up in level 200. I don't go to sit in the nosebleeds. I'm so sorry. That whole experience thing, I'll, I'll just watch it on if it come on HBO or, you know, somebody, I'll watch it through the camera. I'm not paying. I don't, if I'm going to a show, I want a show. I want to be up close. I want to see close. And so I got really good seats. Probably could have got better, but the shit crashed. But I got really good seats. And they were not astronomical. This is about the try. I got Janelle. I got Janelle tickets. And I got John Legend tickets. And both of them let me get real close for real good prices. None of this a thousand, fifteen, two thousand 2000 ass dollars that everybody else was doing so appreciate that, both of y'all, and I'm going by myself, to both shows, I actually like going to shows by myself, I realize, like, I know people gotta take a person, but you know, I don't, I, I don't, I don't want to, I want to go to the show, and be standing out, and singing the words, by myself, I don't want nobody, oh, I ain't know you was gonna be, gay. shut the fuck up. Shut, up, shut up, shut up, shut up, don't worry about it, just act like you ain't see this shit, you know what I mean, like, so, I'm going by myself, all right, what's next, um, save that, So, happy Pride. I told y'all I was going to have a whole bunch of stuff about Pride to say, but I'm going to say it for Lou. But I will say that um, I was in D.C. last weekend for their Pride kickoff. And, I mean, I went down there. I got to see Aram. What up? What up? shout out and her fiance shout out and I got to see a bunch of people from Twitter and Naima that moved down there now and a whole bunch of people so it was cool like I had fun with the people I, I was with and I didn't really go down there to do nothing I just went down there cause I was like um well I went to see my friend who um well she probably gonna be mad I said that but I went we gonna keep it how we keep it here so I went to see her and um I had fun with her and but So, if y'all know, I lived in D.C. for for, um, seven years, yeah, before I went to law school. And I've always said I didn't like... I never... I didn't like D.C. I I never liked it. I never liked the culture. I just think it's... I know some people love D.C. I'm from Philly. I, I just... I've never seen it for it. I just never, it's just, I've never seen it for it. And when I went back down there, I figured out why. The thing I hated about D.C. when I was in D.C., mainly it was was the traffic, number one. And, you know, cities tend to pick up the culture of what their main industry is, right? So here in New York, it's media, it's fashion, it's music, it's entertainment. So that's, like, kind of the culture of the city. Not everywhere. You also have Wall Street. There's so many different the thing that's great about New York is there's so many different cultures here. You got the Wall Street. You got the East Side. You got the business. You have the inter- it's everything here, right? So that's what makes New York great to me. D.C. is all that politics and shit. And if you're into that, great. But them motherfuckers and them fucking khaki pants and them shirts they wear, it's just all white. I never liked it. I'm like, it's way white down here. All these little government nerds. And, you know, I know they have Howard and all that down there, and that's great. But, like, I just never. And when I went down there, just being around it. I was just like this I just remember why I don't like this place. Like I just never liked it. I never I never I never seen it for DC. I get going there for school. Cool. But I was down there working for the government, working for the shit I'm dealing, all them government people down there, all them politicians and shit. It's just never been for me. And you know, I just think People from D.C., they will fight you tooth and nail that everything is better down there. And I'm like, bro, y'all shit is so fucking small. It's so fucking limited. And I'm not, you know, it's nothing there that you can't find somewhere else. Like, and I mean everything closed at two. It's very, uh, it's very mid, it gets very Midwest on the East Coast to me. I just never seen it. I'm gonna shut up now because I know some of y'all from D.C. probably cussed me the fuck out right now, but I'm so sorry. I just never seen D.C. So going back down there, I just got that feeling over again. I'm like, oh, the best part about being here is leaving and all. I'm going back to New York City where people are real. You know what I mean? Like, so, yeah. Um, so, but happy Pride. Pride has started off and what I realized about Pride now is like, Look, all y'all going to these pride events and these clubs and all of that, God bless y'all, but... um. There was a discussion on Twitter, on, and we'll do this more with Lou, but like, pride to me, and I was like, maybe I was thinking, I was like, maybe it's because I've gotten, I've gotten older, and I just don't want to be up in the club. Like, I'd rather be somewhere at a kickoff, or like somebody's house, and we do our own little thing. Like, that pride, unless you're going to give me a VIP booth where I can sit down, but even that, like, the club, those, those girls in there be young, young, young. You know, them 20s, 30s. I'm like, 20s or teens. I'm like, that's great. Y'all have a good time, and I'm glad that y'all get to go. But, like, that ain't for me. Like, that that ain't fly for me. I'd rather, like, get me a lounge or, like, we can go, you know... Like I said, be in somebody's house, have a kickback, a private event, something like that. That's more my speed for Pride. But y'all go out and have a good... Like, I'm not shitting on it. I'm just saying it feels different. But also, I, um, and this was a, a, a discussion that got going on Twitter, it, it, it's not just feels different, it is different. Because I remember back in the day, Pride used to... Like, now you have... Pride is... It just feels... When I was in D.C., This is where I was like, this feels outsourced. Because it's not... Back in the day when we had gay bars and we had lesbian bars, pride was just done there. Like, you go to the same bars you go before, and, like, you... It just was extra, you know, like, like oh, we doing Pride now. It's extra. But now you go to other places, like you go to Miami or Atlanta, whatever, and it's not a, it's not in a gay bar. It might be in a gay neighborhood, maybe. But it's at a bar that's regular that's outsourced for Pride. So it doesn't have the same spirit. You know what I'm saying? It doesn't have the same feeling. It, to me, it feels very outsourced. And so I saw other people saying the same thing. It feels very fake. It feels very corporate. It feels very outsourced. The DJs don't play like you go into these places now and these playlists are terrible they're not you know you're not playing I'm coming out you're not playing Sylvester you're not playing Luther you're not playing the stuff that gay people traditionally listen to at Pride it's it's, you know the same old shit and, and some of these DJs have the same playlist it's just it's not the same and so I don't I used to feel like when I didn't do shit on Pride I used to feel like I was missing something but now I realize I'm not like again yo give me my old lady, or give me, uh, you know, a little home set, or whatever, and we can get some shit going, and, and that's pride, that works for me, you know, I could be proud in the house, (laughs) you know what I mean, I could, I'd be proud, I'd be proud at the, at the fucking Ruth's Chris, or whatever, you know what I mean, like, I don't need, I don't need to be in the mix, so, but it is nice to, like, you know, go catch a drink, and, you know, it's a pride, happy hour, that's cool, you know, 'cause I like the people watch, but you know I tend to get hit on by these little young gals, and I'll be like, baby, I'm old enough to be your mama, no thank you and and y'all young kids is is too dumb for me anyway i can i can't I can't stretch it, so yeah, but again, me and Lou we gonna really talk about all that on stuff. so i i I had a lot more to say, but I'm gonna save it for that, um. Already right, okay, I said get off Blue's dick, but that was supposed... To, but I already told y'all, get off Blue Ivy's dick, because Blue Ivy's on that stage, killing it. Um, last... Oh, no, not lastly. The the other thing I want to say, and this is kind of related, I guess, to the Blue Ivy thing, like, this... It's it been prom season, like, the past couple... Two weeks or so, two, three weeks, and, and the kids... Now, y'all gotta remember, these kids going on prom right now are also the COVID kids, okay? Because if you graduate, if you a junior or a senior now... Covid was what twenty twenty two. That's a year. So you was a freshman, sophomore, junior, depending, and you had your school all upended. And you had your school year and your school high school experience all upended by Covid. Them kids was in the house. Them kids was going through. The parents on the camera, naked and and, and giving them just just stressing. Them kids got stressed the fuck out. Okay, over Covid. And I and and, and when every time I I would think about it, I'd be like, damn, high school is that's, that's formative years, that's like very, I mean, some of y'all 35, 45 years old and still stuck in high school, so that's how pivotal that is to your development, your upgrowing, and I'm like, they didn't get it, like, they was doing high school from the house, and that had to suck, and I, re- I remember feeling really bad for, for, for the kids for that, and like, yo, get them a little slack, you know, if these kids coming out of this COVID thing is a little off, they're gonna be, give them some slack, like, we didn't go through that shit, we had regular day we didn't get the party, none of the regular shit that, People in high school do. And so now that that the pandemic part of COVID anyway is over and the lockdown part is over and these kids are finally getting to go out, they doing their proms big. I mean, some of this shit is they got helicopters is all kind of shit, and these grown, once again, these grown, bitter-ass, 45-year-old, got extra fat around the belly-ass bitches, wasn't never hot in high school-ass bitches, still mad because they not the cute girl-ass bitches, still mad because they, Daryl and T- Tyrone and them, still not, they not the ones that, that draw all the attention-ass bitches, because that's what it is at its core. Got all this shit to say about the young girls going on their prom. Now, look, if the dress is a tacky, you don't like it, I can get it, because the style is not there. But they're 15, 16 years old. They have not had time to develop style yet. And everybody know when they 15, 16, they swore they little outfits, our little outfits we put together, we swore we was k- killing it. Some of us was, some of us wasn't, okay? Um. But, like, y'all are so mad and talking about the money they spend. And my thing is, prom is a once-in-a-lifetime event. If they want to go out if they want to break bre- breaking out what is it breaking out the plastic ripping out the plastic ripping out the package, whatever it is, that lotto shit, let them do it. If they want to get whatever they want to do, let them do it. Like, goddamn, let them celebrate. They went through school through COVID. They got their whole shit shut down. They didn't have to have fun, so they're trying to make up for it. Plus, it's a one-time event. And like I said, I sit and watch these ridiculous-ass weddings that y'all do, only to be divorced five years down the road. Wedding, absolutely, nowadays is not a -a once-in-a-lifetime event. um, event, and y'all going in, in in debt for these tacky ass weddings I see, not to mention how much these fucking stupid ass gender reveals cost, so if y'all could do all that stupid with your big age at your big 35 year old age doing all this bullshit over the fucking genitals that your baby gonna have let these kids do their prom thing, they not hurting nobody, they having fun let them step out the house like they going to a concert or whatever it is, like walking the red carpet like god damn Y'all some bitter ass bitches. I never. I work real hard not to be the old nigga that's the, it, hating on the kids and 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 um, you know, just everything they do got something to say. I only comment when it's dumb shit because a lot of it is dumb shit. And how y'all not raising y'all kids probably, But like having fun. These kids out here doing, you know, whatever they want to do to go to prom. Like God damn, I never want to be the bitter bitch that you know, cause I didn't. I, like I said, and and this uh, I know. Listen and somebody that was popular in high school, and I'm not saying that to be brat, you know, brag or be arrogant, but I was. I was popular in high school, and you know, we were my my clique was the the cool kids, right? Like you could not sit with us at our lunch table. That's just what it was. We was a bunch of athletes, or the pretty girls, or or the um just the popular kids. That's just who we were, okay? And um. And so I know that. That chick that wasn't really all that pretty in high school, or, you know, just didn't get attention, was a little lame in high school, couldn't really get with the cool kids, and now she's an older bit of bitch, and still ain't really, maybe she looks a little better, maybe she figured out how to do her hair, maybe she figured out how to put the makeup on, but you're still not that girl, and now you hating on the little, young, the little young kids who who that girl in their age group, and I just know that shit, I know that's what it is, because ain't nobody that pressed about these kids wearing a prom, and then how much money it costs, so what, let them spend the money if they want to, damn, so, ladies fuck, get off these kids dicks man, I hate the, like damn, every time a kid, raise their head up to have some fun, here come y'all grown ass, oh my god, you spent all the money, get the fuck down your parents, shut the fuck up, god damn, don't you got some grass to cut, a bill to pay, fuck, go cut, don't you got toenails to trim back or something, bitch, like, goddamn, y'all motherfuckers be on these kids' dicks for no fucking reason, shit, anyway, kids, go out and enjoy y'all prom and have fun, alright, fuck these hating ass, old ass bitches, um, so, this is a new topic, this came about a couple days ago, now this Chica chick, first I didn't know who she was, I knew she was some kind of rapper, but I don't be listening to this music y'all listen to, because I think a lot of that shit is hot garbage, and I just do not be listening to it, but I, 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 I like I said, I keep abreast, and I do know sometimes who people are I might, know who, I might not know their song specifically, or I might not know that's the song they sing, I might think it's somebody else, but I know who they are And I thought this Chica girl was a rapper, but then I saw her pop up on, um, I think that's the one, y'all correct me if I'm wrong, but ain't that the one that's on The shy that played, um, um, Papa's girlfriend? Ain't that Chica? I think that's her. Y'all correct me if I'm wrong, but I think that's her. But every time I don't follow her or nothing. But every six or three or four some months on the TL, she pop up pops up in some bullshit and pops up in some drama, and it's always some negativity or she's saying some stupid ass shit. And then when when she starts getting heat, she she goes for that mental health shit. And I remember one time something happened and she was listen, y'all know I think y'all y'all could drag me or whatever, but I think people be doing stunts and shows. I think a lot of this, y'all blame social media for so much shit, and I'm like, it's not social media. Social media is just providing a wider lens for us to see people be who they are, and it's a lot of attention-seeking behavior on on, on t- Twitter, and everything is, is a mental health, y'all motherfuckers is a bunch of goofies and a bunch of weirdos, and like I said, never got punched in your face, never been held accountable, and now you're big ages, and y'all are fucking weird, and don't know how to fucking act, and need serious intensive therapy, because your parents didn't raise you right, and you don't have good sense okay, and you just and you don't you don't know how to behave like a normal adult, okay? And so I will always see her pop up in this shit, and then I seen I was one time where everybody was like she tweeted some some cryptic shit like she was gonna disappear and kill herself, and got all this attention, and, it turn, and then she popped back up like everything was fine. And I'm like, listen, I don't go up for none of that shit. I be thinking all these motherfuckers are fake. I think a lot of these fucking confrontations and issues y'all be talking about be fake and made up for clicks and retweets and likes and for attention. I don't be believing none. Of it, I think a lot of it is a bunch of bullshit because people are weirdos. But apparently, she was on some flight and she gets on Twitter talking about she bought a Wi-Fi for thirty-five dollars. Which already, when I read that, I was like, what the fuck plane you was on? Wi-Fi was thirty-five dollars? what you was on Jesus Airlines? Like you was on God's back? Like how was Wi-Fi thirty-five dollars? I ain't never been on an airplane. Where Wi-Fi was no thirty-five fucking dollars. Even a like all-year pass joint that you could buy, I think is like eighty dollars. So the daily is usually like I think it's four ninety nine to five ninety nine. Correct me if I'm wrong, or it might, and, and or maybe that's the one that's like a certain time, and then an all day one is like fifteen. I think I ain't never seen one for thirty five dollars. So anyway, I already was like, okay, you're lying. And she gets on there and proceeds to cuss out these two babies that were in first class and one of the twins who started crying at 4 a.m. And she calling them all kind of bastards and, and just real nasty about some kids crying at 4 a.m. Now of course when this happened, everybody wants to jump in and compare her to my old boy that I defend my client that I defended on a plane and see y'all keep missing the point. That man, now this is the difference between what he was doing and what she did, that man was not yelling at the baby, that man was not addressing his ire and his frustration at the kid, he was yelling at the adults. On the plane. The parents and the stewardesses who were not doing anything to address the situation. That's what he was upset about. He was yelling at them. Please quiet the baby. The baby's been yelling for 40... The baby. He was uh, yelling at the adults. He, they kept saying he was cussing the baby out. He was not. He was saying the child has been crying for 40 minutes. Somebody is waking me out of my sleep. He's crying non-stop. Can somebody please quiet the baby. That's what his complaint was. He was complaining to the adults... This girl is literally cussing out babies, and if you want to know the difference, this is it. Calling the baby a bastard, calling it, helping that, and, and, and why is she bringing them to our set? First of all, she intimated she was in first, first class. We found out, I'm going to tell you why. We found out later that's not true. She was in um, Econ, and they had bought him back from first class, but my thing is this. As much as I defend the old boy and said that y'all got to keep y'all children quiet on the plane, what I also said is people understand that sometimes baby cry on the plane, and if it's for a.m. and you're on a plane and a child is crying, that's usual, because babies and children tend to wake up at those hours and cry I feel like everybody knows that that's not an unreasonable situation, that's not a child crying for 40 straight minutes, okay so, you're already an asshole if you complain that a baby is crying at 4 a.m. cause duh bitch, that's what babies fucking do, they wake up in the middle of uh, 4 a.m. and cry okay and uh, and um so it turns out that and i also thought it was odd i th- i figured it was going to be something like what it turned out to be because she said that the kids were in first class some like toddlers twins in first class that's somebody very rich or somebody famous because y'all know them first class seats are expensive and most people even if they can afford first class they'll put their kids back at least in economy like we you know we ain't paying all this money for everybody. Y'all ask us to be okay back in the economy. Y'all be good. Or coach, wherever y'all at. Y'all be fine. We all on the same airplane. It ain't like you can go nowhere, right? So when she said the twins were in first class, I was like, oh, that's either somebody very, very rich or somebody famous, and this shit is going backfire. I had said that before it even backfired. It backfired really quickly. Because apparently those were T.I. and Tiny's grandkids. Like one of their, I think it's Tiny's, oh, I, is it T.I.'s oldest daughter? Her kids, her twins... That's who she was talking about. And so because it went around the internet so fast, Tiny got a hold of it. And now she that girl been getting cussed out for 40 days and 40 nights. And the person, um, I don't know Tia's daughter's name, but she jumped on and was like, oh no, bitch, I know you, and she a blue check and everything. I know you're talking about my motherfucking kids. first of all. We was in first class, bitch. You was in priority. You was not in no first class. We took them back and and you came up to where we was at and, and bought your must with you. So she called him musty. So apparently the girl stinked. So, y'all know how it work. When somebody calls you musty, ashy, or pissy, you that for life. You can never get... You gonna always be ashy. Every time somebody introduces you, you know, you know, um, Mike... Mike who? Mike Gray? Black Mike? No, ashy Mike. Oh, ashy Mike. Mike was ashy probably one day in, like, second grade, around his ankles... And on, like, a November 11th, 1982, Mike was probably ashy. And now here we are in 2023, and he's still ashy Mike. That's how it worked. Pissy Garvin. We had the dude in our... And we was in second, third grade. i never forget it. Our Garvin peed himself one time. And now he Pissy Garvin to this day. He didn't even go to our school no more. He had transferred. And we would tell stories. Like, remember when um, Pissy Garvin pissed himself? Like, people didn't even know him. It was like, oh, word, y'all had a Pissy Garvin? Yup. Like, so now... Not only are you getting cussed out on the internet by everybody, now not do everybody pulling your card on how you would just be real nasty and always claiming that mental health shit. Now you musty. And fuck all y'all talking about. Oh, this is fat phobia. This is how ain't look. Ain't no fat for pho- first of all. Most big people I know, they're very subconscious about that. So they usually smell really good because They know people be trying them with the musty shit, which I never really understood, though. I never understood how being stink and being fat got combined. Because, like I said, most—I mean, you get musty or you get dirty or you get, like, stink because you don't wash. And that's not specific to fat people. Skinny people—anybody can be musty. So I never got the the correlation between that. And like I said, most fat people I know, because they like to be comfortable— you know, they, especially in the summertime, they be the three and four shower-taking motherfuckers. They don't like to be sweaty. And, I mean, nobody like to be sweaty and musty, but it seemed like them especially. So I never really got where that came from. I'm like, why do y'all, where's the correlation between somebody being bigger and somebody being musty? I, I, I don't get that. So maybe somebody explain that to me. Mm. Because most thing people I know be them little skinny teenage, um, pimply teenage boys that don't wash their ass and be wearing the same jeans and shirts for days at a time. Them the motherfuckers that be musty to me. So, mm-mm. But, um, yeah, so she's still getting cussed out on the internet for that. And um, as she, as she should. And like I said, I don't know too much about her, but I know every time her name would pop up on my TL, it was always involved with some bullshit and some nastiness and then claiming that, you know she can't be held accountable because she has mental health issues, and you y'all know what I tell y'all about that shit all the time, that's that exact shit I be talking about, these motherfuckers be lying, like, everybody ain't crazy, everybody don't, you know, if you gotta, there's people, I know people that got bipolar, and all this other stuff, that are not constantly, maybe if they have a little episode or whatever, but even then, like, this is the thing that I wanted to say about this, and I'm not really sure how to articulate this, but I feel like, the reason I said I don't believe that shit... And that people are just assholes... Because I feel like when people have... Truly have mental health issues... It's... It, it's... You can tell... Because the, the the things that they are saying... And that they tend to rant about... It gives... I'm having a mental health issue... Like when Amanda Bynes was on here talking about... I want to suck Drake's dick... And I it's always... What I'm trying to say is... There's not an underlying of nastiness typically that I see, there's not you, the tweets are not you look at it and be like, oh this person is a fucking asshole it's not that you look at it like, oh they tripping like when Kanye was going off of Hitler, now, you know, it's 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 the ravings of somebody that you can, that. Sh- that is not in their right mind they have a certain tone to them right it's not a thing where you read it and you be like oh this motherfucker is a bitch you being a fucking bitch Who yells at who calls a baby's back it's not usually like that it's usually shit like Hitler was the king or you know slavery was was a choice it's crazy shit you know like shit that people like might be in a in a in a in a um in a what do they call it i don't know a meltdown or like a, a episode say remember Britney Spears getting on there like if there's a there's a to me there's a difference between a ranting or or a statement that is due to your mental health and one like this chick Constantly doing. We're just a bitch and you just nasty. And then you try to claim that you have mental health issues when people get get in your ass. And I just feel like that's a tone that I always pick up. And that's why I say these motherfuckers be faking. Because no, you had the wherewithal to know you you call these kids bastards and they woke you up. And I bought the Wi-Fi for $35 just to cut y'all out. You thought you you thought you was hitting bars with that shit because you, you know, you know it'd been this controversy about the kids on the plane, so you probably thought you'd get some clicks and retweets. And that's what you tweeted, and that wasn't giving mental health. Mental health is some shit like you know, like I said, what Ye be doing and what the Band of vines used to do. You can tell when you know it's the all caps, you know, it's the it's the crazy statements. I want Drake to bang my po- all the all the weird shit that people in episodes tend to have, or like the um, kitchen, uh, what, what 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 um Jaden her? um kitchen clown, where it's just like. Tweet upon tweet upon tweet upon tweet upon tweet about the same shit that you just can't. It's like a a, a stream of consciousness type shit. That type shit. That gives breakdown. That gives episode, right? With Just erratic, weirdo behavior. Not you just being a nasty bitch and you decide to get on the internet and cuss out two two black toddlers because, God forbid, one cried at 4 a.m., which is normal for kids to do. Now, if he was crying from 4 a.m. to 4 p.m., that would be a different thing. But come on, so you got everything. I, look, I, I love, I love it when people get what's coming to them, and I feel like they got you out the paint, and they was rightfully so, and they still cussing your ass out and good. Cause I could tell every time I see you on a timeline, it's just some, it's just some fucking fuck shit, bullshit shenanigans, and you claiming, you know, you got some some other issue for why you can't be held accountable for what the fuck you said. Alright, so I'm down to my last two topics, and I wanted to say, this is shit I watch, because I haven't done this in a while, now I have said on here before, I do not like these dating shows that y'all watch, it's just not my thing, I don't like dating, I don't like rom-coms, I don't like none of this relationship stuff, because it's just not my thing, I don't really give a fuck, and I also feel like it makes women look stupid, generally, I just don't like it, right, and I just don't like, it's just, I just don't like all that, you know fucking shoving heterosexuality down my throat, cause that's what y'all claim the gays do I just, I would be tired of it, right but, they have uh, the ultimatum, I guess that's the show that they had before it didn't watch it, but they have a queer version with lesbians, and I said I wasn't gonna watch it, cause I was like, again I don't like the, the relationship stuff, I turned it on, I see nobody well, I saw one person black, but she's she has the, the black lesbian that dates white girls, look if you, you know what I mean um, look and, um, she had the haircut that we all hate. I, I call it the Burton Ernie haircut where it's shaved all up on the sides and then it's the Odell on the top. Like, let it go, flat screen. That's, Odell don't even wear that hairstyle no more, but they all have that one. So she had that. And, um, but it's typical lesbian trauma. And I ain't gonna lie, it's kind of good. It's mainly white girls, um... But it's some personalities on there, and what I will say if you watch it, the villain that they are trying to make on the show, Vanessa, Vanessa is clearly the one they are trying to make on the the, the show's villain, that the producers want to make the villain, but she's not the villain. The villain is Ozzy. There's this 42-year-old on there named Ozzy, and girl, when you watch the show, you're going to see what I'm talking about. Ozzy would get on my nerves so quick. I cannot stand people like that. Oh, she would get on my nerves so quick. Mal is and she's not the villain, but she's to me um she's 36 and one of her um the the the, the um pre, pre, the um premise of the show is that there's this couple and one wants to get married and the other one doesn't or is is, is dragging their feet, so they give them an ultimatum and the idea is they go on the show and they get paired up with somebody else and they see if maybe that'll be the relationship they want or if that'll just, even if they don't want that relationship, it'll just let, it'll just break, I guess kind of break the spell of the person they're with and so at the end, they get to decide if they want to go back to the original, if they want to try with this new person or they just want to be single, right? so that's the premise of the show, so this one good black girl, she came on there, and I, I get the feeling she thought, it's a lot of people going on that show, and I feel like they went on there just to be like, alright, well we are gonna do this little thing, and it's gonna show that we really need to be together, but it's a couple people on there, where they, the person that gave them the ultimatum, or the person that gave the ultimatum, they get with the new person, and they like, you know what, that person really ain't all that, and you know, I really could kinda let this go a little bit, so it's, I don't give it away too much, but I would just say, I I'll just tell you this it's a character on there name Vanessa they set her up to be the villain they set her up to be the bad guy I don't think it's her I think it's Aussie Aussie is 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 ridiculous so if you interested watch it if you watch the regular ultimatum which I did not you should probably watch it It'd probably be interested but I just think it's funny people was like wait a minute though how you was with this girl for two weeks and y'all already in love and I was like look that is one lesbian stereotype that is very true. I wish it wasn't I wish it wasn't but it is very true, we move fast bitch, we be fucking moved in together in, in, in two weeks, you know, when I say we I mean as a people, I'm not really I, I will, I do catch feelings quickly, but I'm not stupid like I don't, I'm not an emotional person I don't, you know, I'm not ruled by my emotions so I'll, you know, I'll hold that shit to an appropriate time but, you know it's, it's just, yes, we do move that quickly, and I've, you know, it's good it's worth watching, I would love them to do a gay male oh my god, I think a gay male version would be so much more drama, I mean the lesbian one is drama enough, but it's dyke drama but if they did that shit with some gay men, oh I know that shit would break records um, they should probably put that on Bravo but um, yeah, check that out And then the other thing I wanted to say was... So, I've been watching all these comedy specials. I watched Chris Rock. I watched Monique. I watched... uh, Only one I didn't watch was... uh, I've watched uh, Dave's last one. Not the most recent one, but the last one. Before I said I wasn't watching him no more. Um, uh, uh, Deon Cole. Some more. uh, I've watched them all. Only one I didn't watch was the Marlon Wayans ones. And that's because I never thought... Marlon Wayans had never been funny to me. And and a whole show about a slap. I'm sorry. I'm just not watching that. But um, I watched all the other ones, and Wanda Sykes' special, I watched her on Netflix, and I know everybody got mad at Wanda, because she defended Chris Rock, I told her to shut the fuck up too, because I thought she was being ridiculous, but I forgot that Chris Rock is actually her man, and Chris Rock is actually um, one of the ones that put her on, so it makes sense now, but um, her special was the best of all the ones I've seen, because... Like I said with some more. if you watch some more special, I said some more was funny, and she was able to bring in these current events and these current topics that all of them are talking about, though, without going into the cancer culture, you can't say nothing no more, and they're ruining careers bullshit. She was able to bring it in, in her jokes, and massage it into her show, and make it fucking funny. Wanda Sykes brought... All this fucking shit, all the current events—be it the storm, the Capitol, the shootings of the black people, racism, uh, all Arbery, Aubrey, everything that all these other people have been trying to talk about—and she weaved that shit into her show and into her jokes without missing a beat, and it was fucking funny. But she still made the points that she was trying to make, and it wasn't like preaching, it wasn't like Dave be doing, it wasn't that ranting, it wasn't talking at people, it it wasn't stepping on people, it wasn't punching down on people, it it, it wasn't, it wasn't preachy, it was just a a show, she didn't get wasn't getting emotional like Chris was doing, you know, it wasn't kind of like defensive or or, 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 um, what's the word for Monique, it wasn't, uh, not defensive, it wasn't like get, getting it off my chest like Monique was doing, it was just a perfect show that was not, it was funny, it was even paced she didn't get off into whole tangents, everything she was saying was tied into the points that she was trying to make and it wasn't preachy and it was so good I watched it last night, and I wasn't gonna watch it, cause I was like, eh, "Uh, these people, I know what this' is about to be about." But it wasn't. It was so good. And of all the ones I've seen, I thought Samora's was really good. Wanda Sykes was really good. I know people was mad at her, but if you watch it, she is. She did what I think Cat Williams meant when he said, "Look." If, if you are a true comedian, and you truly talented, you should be able to get up on that stage and make it work and be funny regardless. And if somebody not being able to call somebody a faggot, or not being able to call somebody a bitch, and all this shit that y'all claiming, if taking that away from you, or you claiming that, you know, if you say something somebody gonna say back, if that's gonna stop you from being funny, then you really not that talented in the first place. And that's what he was talking about. If you watch Wanda, you'll see what he was talking about. That's exactly what he was talking about. Like, bitch, Adapt. Adapt. You can say whatever you want to say. You can be as irreverent or whatever you want to be, and people will laugh if you make it funny. But nobody want to hear you on the stage ranting or raving and and just b- being ignorant for no reason and offending people just because you think it's funny on some I'm a black man that can't say nothing shit. Nobody want to hear that bullshit. People telling you that, hey, man, we don't want to be called that no more. We don't like that no more. We don't care about your little trans friend. That's all my black friend says I'm not trying. Nigga, get the fuck out of here with that shit. Okay? and you don't and you don't spend five shows about this even though you claim it don't bother you so much for every special you got to say something else about it and 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 so Wanda didn't do none of that and I thought it was fucking great. I thought it was fucking amazing and it was the best one. And I'm not saying it was gut bucket laughs. You're not going to be bent over laughing but the way the way she cuz her wife is white. She's married to a white French lady and she used her a lot. She used her To make the points that she was trying to make about race and privilege and how the system is fucked up and how black people get treated as opposed to... And how white people just go through life doing whatever the fuck they want don't even understand that there's even a difference of how they can operate and we can operate. And so she used her wife as that example. Her kids as that example. And it was so good the way she did it because it was like, yeah! (laughs) Like, that's what we be talking about. And so... Please watch it. It was so good. You again, it's it's not gut-bustingly funny. It's funny. She got some jokes in there, but it's it's the way she did it was masterful. I thought it was really really good. So, I got to give her that. That was that was that was real good. And it's called I'm an Entertainer. That's the name of it. Very good. Um I that's what I if 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 Chris or Monique could have done that I, you know, I think the conversation around them would be a lot different right now. <laughs> That's all I'm gonna say. Um, you know, she applied. The, she 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 made the outline. She wrote the paper. She 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 defended the thesis. It was really good. All right, y'all. So I've been talking a little long. If you notice at the beginning, I didn't say that it was not gonna be long because I w- I figured that it would be, but I wasn't sure. So it is actually long. Um, I tried to give y'all a little extra, because I know I had y'all waiting forever, but, um, you know, so y'all got a little 20 minutes extra, again, thank you for listening, I'm gonna be right back though, me and Lou, um, um, it's, let me give you his Twitter, so you can start um, following his podcast, because it's one of my favorites, um, let's see, it, it, it is, I think it's, hold on, he to spend suspended a lot too, it's, it's, at, it's, it's at Lou, L O U underscore M underscore C Y F H E R at, at Lou M Cipher. He has a um he has a um podcast called Hell's Around the Corner. So we're gonna record our Pride episode and and so I'll for the gays I'll talk more. We'll talk more about that on that on that episode. So I will be back for y'all. So don't worry. All right. Um, again apologize for being late apologize for being sporadic can't say it won't happen again because it might because my life is just different now instead the schedule is different the stakes are higher Uh, the level is elevated so um, you know I do my best but um, I do my best to get it to y'all weekly but I will always get it to y'all and I will always keep y'all updated um, as much as possible for when I can't do it Um, so thanks for your patience Thanks for listening. Like me, rate me, tell a friend, and see y'all next time. Peace.